earlier today. Uh, actually, I didn't go live earlier today. I had a, a mentorship session earlier today. And uh, we talked about um, finances. Um, God really put it in my heart to have a whole discussion. Uh, this was inside of my mentorship group. And um, I wanted to have a discussion about finances because I know, especially nowadays, so many people are going through so many things financially. And it's one of those topics that um, I notice that we always don't talk about. Um, it's kind of one of those topics that we kind of stay hidden away from, you know, sometimes, especially when it comes to, you know, talking about God. Now, you guys know for over three years straight, I talk so much about the goodness and the grace of God. It's not even funny, but you don't often hear me talking a lot about finances. And I feel like I've not been um, doing my due diligence and really giving you all all of me. Um, many people have absolutely no idea um, how much I value uh, entrepreneurship and uh, I value uh, and look up to God in terms of what he's able to do in our lives uh, when we walk in alignment with him and even to be able to bless us. But I don't really talk a lot about finances or prosperity when I'm online, because as you guys already know, and you know, I'm not making this up. Many, many, many people have an issue uh, when you have someone bringing up God and then bringing up prosperity, you know, and then they throw you into this category um, of saying, oh, you're just, you know, doing some sort of, you know, uh, whatever. I, I forget the word that they use, but you get my point. But, you know, I, I spent the entire weekend in prayer and meditation before God. And I literally was on my floor, like rolling on my floor. You guys would have thought something was wrong with me, but rolling on my floor and calling out to God. And um, one of the things that God put in my heart is I need to, I need to make sure that when I show up, I give you guys all of me. And one of the areas that I, I feel that we really, um, lack clarity in the Bible is when it comes to our finances and our prosperity. So I know it's a hot topic because today in my mentorship uh, group, when I met with um, uh, the people that said my program, when I told them we were going to be talking about finances, they were like, oh my God, like it, it was as if like, <laughs> I wish you guys could have all been in there. It was just as if everyone's face lit up and everybody was at full attention. And by the time we were done with that session, they were like, oh my God, you just have no idea what you've done. So I prayed about it and I prayed about it. And I asked God, is this something that he wants me to go online live and talk about with the open public? And God put it in my heart that many of you all need this. So can we talk today about finances? Can we talk about how in the world does God um, see our finances? What does he think about prosperity? You know? Um, is that something that really is important to God? You know, um, let me just get some answers from you all first. I see people uh, are already joining in on the live. So I want you guys to give me your first thoughts about, um, I see some people saying, God bless you. Hello, woman of God. I want you guys to give me your thoughts about prosperity and about in terms of um, does God desire to really bless us? Um, so let, let's go. Okay, someone is saying it's financial is throughout the Bible. Okay, I'm glad you said that, baby. A lot of people don't know that. And the moment you mention finances, a lot of people naturally say, well, money is the root of evil, you know, and they, they leave out that love part, you know, where it says the love of money is the root of all evil. And they don't mention nothing about Abraham or Solomon or, or some of the people in the Bible that we, you know, many of us have looked up to who did tremendous things and God tremendously blessed them. But thank you for saying that. So what else? What, what are your thoughts when, when you think about finances? How do you think that God views um, prosperity and, 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 and what is your thoughts about that? I want to see, does anyone have any hangups on that? Let's talk about, let me, let me see here. So I fully believe that he believes in prosperity. We are ambassadors and representatives of, the, of heaven. Come on, Audrey. That was a powerful statement. 
Someone else, let me see. Valerie says, hello, woman of God. Okay, hello, Val. I want you guys to answer the question. I want you guys to, I really, before I go into this, because it's important that our mindsets are shaped right, you know? Now, I, I grew up not um, really having a healthy understanding of um, finances and prosperity and, and truly believing that God desires to bless us. In that way, I always looked at it as worldly thought something was kind of wrong you know and you're worldly if you know you're pursuing any and if you have my book necessary you guys know I mentioned that in one or two of the chapters but let me let me see what else what are some of your thoughts so somebody says I honestly don't know what to think I appreciate your honesty baby okay we're going to talk about that a little bit um, yes he desires for us to be prosperous financially but he doesn't want us to love the money exactly Sam very very well said money can be an idol that's true it absolutely can um, so someone says, I'll let God control our finances. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Let me see a few more things. Ooh, somebody says something powerful. Someone says it's our birthright. You're on to something, baby. You're on to something. Someone says it's our birthright. We're blessed to be a blessing. God wants us to prosper and be in good health. That's right, Val. That's absolutely right. So let's all, um, let's just pause a second. I want us to there's so many things I want to talk to you all about. God, please give me wisdom um, to help your babies. Please show me the direction you want me to go. I know with certainty that there are many people uh, who are hurting financially right now. I know that with certainty. Not only do I get, you know, thousands of messages a week, you guys know that. I may not respond to all those messages coming into me, but please know that I get every last one of them across all of the social media platforms. But I know firsthand um, that many people are struggling and going through a lot um, financially. And I also know that there are so many times when we go through that and we don't realize what God has already put in our hands. I'm going to say that again. That, that, may, that may have caught some of you guys. You probably wouldn't expect me to say that. God is able to do so much more with less. And I don't mean to be insensitive to anyone. I want to be very careful in how I'm crafting this message. God is able to do so much more with less. And at every point in my life, especially when God has in any way elevated or blessed me financially in, in any way, it always, at least for me in my life, it actually came off of the heels of some of the worst financial times that I've gone through. Now, if you all have read my book, Necessary, you already know a whole lot of my story. I'm not going to go back through it over and over again. But he's able to do so much more with less. I won't even get into the story of Gideon. You guys can turn to Gideon. I think that's Judges chapter 6 and 7. Just write that down. You can go read out the story of Gideon, um, you know, when he was going, um, uh, uh, when he had like thousands and thousands of soldiers and God lowered his army down to just a couple hundred men so, they, um, so that they can win the war. I'm not going to even go into that one. I want to start off with going into 2 Kings chapter 4 because I truly believe if I don't get anything else out of this live, I pray that one person walks away with this revelation. I truly, truly, truly believe many of you have something in your hands that God has given you to work with, and you don't see it as much. You don't see it as much when really that is your answer. So that's where I want to park at on this for just a moment, okay? And if we have time, we'll go into Isaiah 60, Isaiah 61, Psalm 1. We'll look at some other passages about how God truly desires to bless us in many ways. But let's start with the basics. So, so let's go to 2 Kings chapter uh, 4. This is a story I shared earlier today in my mentorship. And by the way, before I forget to say this, I, I told you all a couple of days ago that I was um, opening up my program, my mentorship back up. And... Um, and my the, the, the whole retreat, the necessary retreat. I know not many people can um, uh, afford to go on a 12-week retreat. And um, I'm doing something that's going to be so 
uh, oh my goodness, I, I won't go into detail, but God has really moved in my heart quite a bit. And um, if I can be very honest, uh, has uh, moved in my heart to walk in obedience with something. And I'll just say when I make the announcement, hopefully by tomorrow or the next day, you guys will see that pretty much just about, just about anyone that wants to get in the program will probably be able to get into it. Um, so there's a wait list uh, on any of the links in my bio. You can just click on my bio and just click join wait list and uh, you'll be able to, um, you'll be able to get in once I open it. So, but I'll get into that later. Let's go to second Kings chapter four. And I want to talk about the story of the widow's oil. Now, I know I've talked about this before, but I really want this to soak in for some people right now, especially for those of you. Maybe it's a few, maybe it's a lot, but especially for those of you, thank you for the gifts, Audrey, especially for those of you who have been really worried and stressed about finances or not quite sure what's going on, especially in your job, you know, in this economy and, and things of that sort. Or maybe it's not financial, maybe it's just you're scared and stressed about pursuing this goal or this dream that God put in your heart to do. So I want to talk about Second Kings chapter 4. Let's start there. Second Kings chapter 4, and I'm just going to read the first part of this about the story of um, the widow's oil. And I want you all, we're going to have some back and forth. I'm going to do the best I can on this public platform with everybody being here so that we can um, we can have a little bit of back and forth. Um, someone says, I've never experienced supernatural prosperity. I've always had to work for it. Well, this may be a really, really, really good session for you, baby. I'm praying by the time this is over. Hey, Patricia, I see Patricia in here. Praying by the time that this is over, um, you've been really blessed. So 2 Kings chapter 4. Let me read it first, and then we're going to have a conversation, all right? The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elijah, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as slaves. Now that's pretty major. I've been broke many times in my, my life, but never that broke where someone's coming to take my kids. But that's what she was going through. Elijah replied to her. Now listen, really careful to this, you guys. And I'm reading from the NIV. Elijah replied to her, how can I help you? Now, for those who don't know who Elijah was, he was a prophet. He's the one that came after Elijah with a J. Long story, I won't go into all of that, but there was a great prophet named Elijah, and then Elisha was the next uh, great prophet. So Elijah said to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Now, I'm going to stop right there. I want to do this story a little bit at a time. He said, what do you have in your house? Why do you think he asked her, what do you have in your house? What in the world has that to do? Didn't she just tell the man that uh, the creditors are coming to take my kids? Why would he ask her, what do you have in your house? So in other words, what do you have in your hands? Why would he ask her that? I want to see a few responses on that. Why would he ask her, what do you have in your house? Why would he ask her that? Someone give me a response. Because that's an odd response if you really think about it. He's saying, what do you, she's basically saying, I've got some major financial issues. You know, that's pretty much what she's saying. And he's saying, what do you have in your house? So what does that have to do with anything? Okay, so someone said, not sure. I appreciate your honesty. Okay, well, let's read on a little bit more. So he said, um, what do you have in your house? And this is her response. I just love this response. She said, your servant has nothing there at all. Mm-mm. You didn't expect that, did you? Your servant, God, uh, um, Audrey answered it. She said, God had already equipped her, equipped her with the blessing. Audrey, you gave it away. Okay, let me keep going. So she said, your servant has nothing there at all. Let's pause for a second right there. I really want to go slow through this. She's having some major, major, major financial issues going on, right? 
to the point, you know, according to this, this biblical story, to the point where they were taking her kids. All of a sudden come this man, right? And he's asking her, what do you have in your house, right? Which seems kind of odd to be like, what do you have in your house, right? And she said, your servant has nothing. So you see her perspective? That's like saying, well, I don't have anything. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I, what, what do you mean? What do I have in my house? I don't have nothing. Let's keep reading. So she said, your servant has nothing there at all. And then check out this next part of the sentence. She says, except a little oil. Well, that's interesting. You guys, please catch this. Your servant has nothing there at all, except a little oil. So it's not quite nothing. It just looks like nothing. So she said, except a little bit of oil. And then Elijah said to her, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't just ask for a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour all the oil into the jars um, and as each is filled, put it to one side. Now, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense at all, doesn't it? That doesn't make any sense at all. First of all, I told you I have nothing. Probably stressed, worried don't know how you're going to make it. Now, for those who don't know me from Adam, if you've never read, you know, my book necessary, right? You may not know my story, but let me just tell you, baby, I can in so many ways relate to this woman. And I'm sure sometimes some, some of you probably can as well. You know, we, I remember that. I remember one year we moved 22 times in one year. I'll never forget it. You know, I was younger. My mother was being abused, going through a lot. You guys have read about it in my book and I don't, I don't want to, um, going to that right now, uh, at least not in this particular live, but we were going through a lot. So I remember going house to house to house to house to house. And I remember the times that my mom had to, you know, eat out, have, have us um, go to these pantries and these churches in different places to get the powdered eggs and the powdered milk and this and that. You know, she had four kids, she, uh, uh, my three kids, I'm sorry, three kids. And she was raising us all on $192 a month, which nowadays seems ridiculous, right? But that's what she was raising us on. So. I understand when, when it comes to lack. And I remember the night when we were all under an, an attack and we were all taken to the Greyhound bus station by a police officer because I, without going into detail, um, she was going through some serious abuse. And I, I remember being at the Greyhound bus station with no shoes on my feet. I think I was about 12 years old and my mother asking that Greyhound bus driver, where's the next bus going? And he told her where the next bus is going and she said, then that's where we're going. And I remember when we when we got to that state and got off the bus downtown, I'll never forget it, because by the grace of God, it was right up the street from where I had graduated from college many years later, didn't know that at the time. I just remember we got off the bus station and my mother asked somebody for a quarter to use the phone. We had absolutely nothing. But I digress. Let me get back to the story. So that, that's probably why this story touches me so much, because I know that there, there's probably someone in here. Someone said that they lost their house. And she lost, you know, lost everything, lost her sister. So some of you guys can relate to me. I know I ain't the only one that's gone through some things. But anyway, it looked like somebody has related. So listen to this. So she says she has nothing. She's stressed out like you would not believe. Can you imagine? This guy turns around and says, what do you have in your house? And, and turns around and tells her to go. And um, he told her, to. Uh, I'm in verse 3. Elijah said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. We have to pause on that one, you guys. We have to pause on that one. The woman says she has nothing. Some of you may be feeling that, that you don't have much. 
right? In fact, you may identify with her and feel like it's nothing at all. And this prophet is coming along and he's saying, I want you to go borrow all these jars. But then catch this. He says, he says, um, don't get just a few. I think it's so interesting that he told her, don't get just a few. I think that's really, really, really interesting because he probably knew that based on her faith, she was probably just going to at most go get one jar. First of all, probably thinking like, why am I doing this in the first place? This don't make any sense, right? Like, what's the point, right? And he probably knew she would get one. So he said, don't get just a few. Because the prophet knew something she didn't know. He knew that God was able to do so much more with less. So he said, don't get just a few. So she went out and got all of these jars and came back to the house. I'm going to pick up in verse 5. She left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They bought the jars to her and she kept pouring. I thought it was just a little bit of oil. It says she kept pouring. And then it goes on to say, when all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there's not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. Oh my goodness, you guys got to catch that one. The jars that she went and got, as she began to pour, and use just the little bit that she had, just that little bit. God allowed it to continue to pour and pour and fill the jars up, almost based on her level of faith, because that's how many jars she went and got, however many she thought she needed. And as soon as all of the jars were filled, so once she reached that capacity, it said the oil stopped flowing. And then it just goes on to say, um, uh, he, he, uh, she went out and told the man of God and he said go sell the oil and pay your debts you and your sons can live on what's, le what's left now I love when I read um, the Bible I love to look at the backdrop of the story because so many times when we, when we read the scriptures you can look at it and think okay that's just a good story whatever it's not paying my bills you know, you may be thinking it's just some religious woman talking and she, this, this ain't helping nothing that's going on with me and my household. Well, let me say this to you, baby. Whenever you read something and read the passages, there's always another layer to it. It's called like the mysteries of the Bible, the mysteries of God, almost like the hidden secrets, the hidden words. So now I want to have a conversation with you all. Now I want to ask you a couple things. Let's start from the beginning of this story. For those who are just joining, I just read 2 Kings chapter 4. There's so much more I want to read through, but I don't know how, how, how long I'm going to be on this live. But let's just start with the beginning of the story. First of all, it starts off with she felt she had nothing. He said, what do you have in your house? She turned around and said, I don't have anything. And then she then, it's almost as if she thought about it a little bit. And then she says, except for this little bit of oil, I got a little bit of oil. So my first question to you is, now this is for those of you who feel like, you know, Z, you don't understand. <laughs> it's a lot going on right now. <laughs> Barely able to like keep my head afloat like this is a lot. So this is really for these. Th these are the ones I want to respond to people that are just like Z. It's just a lot. I don't feel like I have much or nothing. You know, I don't know what's going on with my job. Some of you even lost your jobs. Am I right? I don't know what's going on here, Z. Or maybe it's not finances. Maybe it's something else going on in your life. But put yourself in that situation. And my question to you is, as we walk through this story, she said, your servant has nothing there at all except a little oil. Now, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked earlier in my mentorship session. What is it? Let's just, let's just think of this for a moment before you count me out and think, okay, it's just some religious person talking. What is it that God has put in your hand? What's in your household? In other words, what talent or gift God has given you 
you may disregard as nothing. I see a whole lot of comments here. Martha saying transformation is so good to know that we all have something we use. Martha, I just love you. I loved having a conversation with you earlier today, Martha. You know, we think the world of you. Um, someone says um, that they lost their job. I'm sorry to hear that, baby. Let, 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 so, so answer this question. What is it possibly that God has put in your hand and you don't really think much of it? You know, some of you may be thinking, you know, well, I'm, I'm too old for that. I can't do that no more. Or it's too late for me to do that. Uh, one lady earlier, uh, when we were having our mentorship session earlier, she said, well, see, I need a lot of money to be able to do this, to be able to put together da, 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 you know? And by the time we were done talking, hopefully she realizes that you actually don't need money at all to do that. Just go get yourself. You already got a phone. Get a little mic. Start talking. Go out there and get your thing up, up and going, which we'll talk about that in a minute, because I really want to dive into finances. I, di I didn't forget about the topic, but this is sort of the premise of, of the topic, because so many times we're stuck in this cage mindset. And we think that we don't have options or choices available to us. In many cases, not all maybe, but I, I, I believe the vast majority, there is options, but it just looks like nothing. It looks like a little. So now I'm going to ask the question again. What is it possibly that God has put in your hands that you see as nothing? And for some reason, you don't really see. You may not really see that there's tremendous value in that. That's your answers you're looking for right there. So I want to read some comments here. What is it that God has given you? What talents has he, has he been? Okay, so someone says, I don't think I have any talents. It's something that I've been asking God. I'm so glad you said that, baby. Now I'm going to start talking to you because that, that's a response I sometimes get from people. It's okay to maybe not know exactly what that talent is, uh, but I want you to be careful with the words you're speaking to yourself. And I'm, I'm talking to you with love, okay? When you say that, I don't have any. There's a beautiful passage in Matthew. You guys, where is that at? Is it Matthew chapter, uh, the parable of the talent? Someone look that up really quickly. Oh, I turned right to it. Matthew chapter 25. I'm not going to read it all through, but it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful parable um, that Jesus told about the parable of the talents. And he gives this parable about how he gave one person five talents. I think another, was it three or two, you guys? Help me out. I'm, I'm reading through it. He gave one person five talents, one person two and another person one talent. Now the whole passage is really about the coming of the kingdom of, of God, but there's always a backdrop to every story that you read in the Bible. There's always a hidden message in there. And the hidden message, at least this is my perception of that hidden message in there is everyone has been given a gift or a talent from God. Now you may not know exactly what it is, but don't tell yourself you don't have any because everyone has a gift or a talent. And sometimes baby, that talent can be as simple as your story. Let me say that again. I don't know anything about you. I don't know anything about your life or what you've been through. But sometimes that gift is simply your story, your life, what you've been through and how you can turn around and use that, whether it's in a podcast or a book or however you, what, you know, whatever it is to be able to pour into others who are going through things that you've been through. And you may look at that as nothing like that's just a little bit of oil. You get my point, baby? I'm, I'm taking you now back to 2 Kings 4. You may be looking at that as that's just a little bit of oil. Or maybe I can play the piano a little bit. Or I can sing a little bit. You get my point? Everyone has been given these gifts and these talents. So just be careful with the words that you speak. I pray that that helped you, baby. Uh, anyone else? I want to see what else you guys are putting in here. Um, someone says, um, I used to think um, it was my testimony. Uh, I think she said, but people... Um, 
I think she said, but people put me down and people uh, judge me. I'm not sure if I'm understanding what you're saying, baby, but our testimonies are very powerful. Part of the podcast that God had me start, especially for those of you who've been following me from the beginning three years ago when I first started it, and you guys know I was a hot mess, am I right? All I was doing was sitting there crying and talking about I had just lost my mom and all the things that was going wrong in life, but I was doing my best just to hang in there. I, I, I felt like that was just crumbs. I ain't really have much to give. I was hurting. And, and many of you guys know that was when my son was in and out of the hospital left and right. Like, but, but God, hold on. And that secret place was telling me this is a gift. And I'm like, this don't look like a gift, God. And he's telling me it's a gift. I'm trying hard not to read a chapter from my book in Necessary called Strange Favor. Remember I talked about how sometimes those blessings come wrapped inside of our suffering. Remember I talked about that. Sometimes it doesn't look like a blessing, but it really is. So I didn't realize that those little crumbs were starting to add up and more people were starting to identify with what I was going through. And I didn't realize that even though I was only one step ahead or half a step ahead of the people that were listening to me, they saw that as a help. So they saw me and they're still seeing me to God be the glory on the journey. I know I'm drifting a minute, but let me just address this baby over here. They saw me on a journey. That's why you don't have to feel like um, everything's got to be so in place in order for you to use the gifts and the talents that he's given you. You know, earlier today in, in one of my mentorship sessions, someone said that she's like, I just got to get my place together. I got to get this together. I got to get that. I got, you know, and, and we're like, whoa, how about let people see you on the journey with this? We don't need to see the finished shiny, pro, uh, shiny, you know, uh, project when it's all done. Part of the reason why some of you especially those who've been following my podcast for a while. Part of the reason why we're such a family, we're such a unit, because you guys know I love you and I call you family, because you know my mess and you followed the journeys, the ups and the downs. You know, you've seen me struggle, you know, sitting there producing a podcast after leaving out of the hospital, not knowing if my son would make it through the night. You've seen me struggling, you know, going through the things I went through in my life and in my marriage and in my finances, you know. I was just laying it out there. And a beautiful community has been formed as a result. That's a really, really, really good um, example, baby, when you think that there's nothing there. So anyway, I drifted a little bit too long. Let me see some of the questions. Um, Audrey says, such a beautiful message. I'm glad that that's helping you. Someone says, a gift of speaking and encouraging others. I love, oh, my creativity and problem solving. You can do so much with that. So, 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 so much with that. Um, so uh, um, who else is saying something in here? There's so many messages coming through. Um, someone says, this is so true. We are so focused on the results and not knowing there's growth in the process. Thank you, baby. That's a powerful, powerful message. So let's move on a little bit with this. So we went over Second Kings chapter four. Uh, we understand that she saw nothing. I, I think we get that. Then we understand that he told her to go out and get some jars. Now that's, that's another part I want to park on for a moment. So when you identify what is it that's in your hands, I love that he told her to go out and get some jars and don't get just a few. Now, what I want to ask you is, how can you apply that to whatever's going on in your life right now? Because I'm sure, I can only imagine if I was standing next to this woman when she was going through that. To me, it sounds absolutely ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous that you're going to go borrow some jars to put what in, some air? Like I wouldn't even, I would actually have been irritated by that prophet if he was telling me that. I'm just being honest. I would have been irritated. But I'm a living witness because I don't been through this so many times in my life where in that secret place, God is telling me to do something. And I'm like, that does not match up 
with what I think I need to be doing. It doesn't match up. How is it, God, that in the mess that I'm going through, you're telling me to go out there and start this agency, or you're telling me to go out there and start this podcast? Or for those of you who really know me, you're telling me, even though I got a degree in this and this and this, and I've been in the corporate world for this long, you're telling me to go get these items and sell them on eBay and Amazon. I don't do stuff like that. Not knowing that was leading me to the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. Does that make sense? Now, I didn't lose track of what this topic is about. And this topic is still about finances, and I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into it. But does that make sense to someone? Someone says, um, hi, Queen Love, I'm, um, your message are, are, are truly, your message are truly a, a child of God. Thank you, baby. Someone says he keeps telling me to get more inventory, even though I'm slowing down. Ooh, I wish I could spend some time with you, baby. Um, ho- hopefully you know what podcast episode I'm already thinking about. I think it's called my testimony and that's in that episode where, and this is the honest to God truth. When I thought my business was completely failing, completely going down, uh, my products had got put on hold. It's a long story behind it, but the shortest version I can give you is baby. I can so identify with you. I remember when I was going and returning some of my last products to my vendor. And I distinctly remember when God was telling me, wait a minute, what are you doing? I did not give you a spirit of fear. He was, he was quoted to me, uh, what is that, 2 Timothy 1.7? You guys should write that down someplace and look it up later. 2 Timothy 1.7. And there's another one, um, Romans 8, chapter 15. I didn't give you a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. So he was putting that in my heart as I'm returning things because it made no sense whatsoever that I would go out and buy more inventory when everything was already beginning to shut down. And just as I'm returning, you guys, please believe me. I'm telling the truth. Just as I was returning that inventory, uh, I decided to listen to what God told me to do. And instead of returning, I ended up buying more inventory, which made no sense to nobody. My staff thought I had just lost it. They're like, what is wrong with this woman? And sure enough, there was a mistake made. If you guys uh, go to my podcast, you can listen to that video called My Testimony. And, and you'll, you'll see what the whole story is when I say a mistake was made by the vendor. And then I put in my products back out there online for sale. And I ended up selling out and it was one of my biggest seasons ever. So I'm glad that you mentioned um, that you mentioned that baby. So let's go on a little bit further with this. Second Kings chapter four. We talked about how she thought she had nothing because I know some of you feel that way because I've gotten your messages. <laughs> she thought she had nothing. Right. And turns out. The prophet was able to look at that and see something else. Now, if you guys were with us earlier, and I don't know if you all heard me when I mentioned um, I'm opening up my community um, and there's a wait list I have now in my bio. So if you go to my bio and just uh, click on join wait list, it'll all make sense to you in a little bit. But I'm massively opening up the community. Uh, and the reason why I'm doing it, um, there's nothing like coming together as a group. When we were together earlier today, and for those who are already in my, in my community, in my mentorship group, you already know I'm telling the truth in this. So many people were speaking and saying that, oh, I was thinking of doing this, or here's something I've been working on, but I'm not quite sure because I don't know what people are going to think. And it was so amazing how everybody else, you know, because we're all on a, a Zoom call when we're talking, everybody else was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? That's so needed. Have you thought of doing this? Have you thought of doing that? And by the time the, 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 the Zoom call was over, everybody was like, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize I had something of such value. Sometimes it's just your story, baby. It's just your story. You know, there, there's one young lady, she loves reviewing products and reviewing companies and just going into restaurants and sort of reviewing things, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much you can do with that. There are people out there making a ton of money that are just literally reviewing other people's products. 
other people's restaurants and things. And by the time we were done with that call, she's just like, oh my God, like this has just really opened my mind. That's why I wanted to start with Second Kings. So, so we're starting with just the foundation. So there's four things I want you all to write down. I pray to God I remember all four because I, I taught this to them earlier and I, I pray that it stays with me. When you're uh, dealing with finances or, uh, and I got to be careful, I'm not giving financial advice just to be clear. I'm not a financial advisor, so I want to be very clear with that. But four things I want you to remember. The one thing is, number one, make sure you're walking in the will of God and that you're walking in alignment with him. Now, I don't have time to go into a whole lot of that, but I'm just going to give you the basics of it. You got to be, you got to be doing what you believe is right before God. You know, you can look up Galatians, um, I think it's chapter 5, verse 19 through 21. Those are the acts of sinful nature. Look it up on your own. Go there and read through and look at, man, is there anything about my life, God, that's not right before you? You know, so in other words, repent, whatever it is that, that, that God is putting in your heart. And I'm not about to hear, sit here and tell you what to repent of and this and that. Because God, God has placed in my heart, my role is to only do two things. God's made my job really easy. My role is to lift him and to encourage people to sit in his presence. That's what God has always told me. He says, all I need you to do, lift me and encourage them to sit in my presence and I'll take care of the rest. So I'm not going to sit here and pray, play, play like I'm a preacher and tell you don't do this and don't do that. Mm. Get with your ministers, your pastors, your deacons and figure all that out. But you can go to Galatians 5, 19 to 21. That's a start and understand what are some of the things that God considers as sinful before him. So you always want to make sure you're walking in that alignment. Part of walking in that alignment is making sure that, you, you know, you're you're in some way um, helping others. You know, that's a part of being in alignment with him, making sure that you're surrendered. That's a big one. That's a real big one. Now, you may be thinking, Z, I thought you were going to be talking about finances. Baby, I am. I didn't lose my place. If you listen to me long enough, you'll understand I'm giving you some secrets. I'm giving you some secrets that's really going to help you. This is the secret, really is the secret to, to being prosperous in life. So, number one, make sure you're walking in alignment, okay? Can we all agree with that? The second thing when you make sure you're walking in alignment, the second thing is take some time to just pause and be still and reflect on what is it that he put in your hands already. So many times we're looking everywhere else for that opportunity, right? There's a podcast I did a long time ago called Stop Chasing Seeds. You guys should go listen to that one. That was a long, a long time ago. And I walked through a whole lot of mistakes I made <laughs> chasing seeds that didn't belong to me. Anybody that came up with a business opportunity or something I thought was good or this person's doing that, I'm running over there doing that. Then I'm trying to do this and wondering why nothing was working out. My seed was God blessed me with the gift of encouragement. I just happens to love God a lot. I just naturally do. I'm just in love with him. I really am. Right. And I just, and I love everybody. I love people. I don't care from what walk of life you're from. I don't care. I, I naturally love people and naturally want to help people. That's the seed he planted in me. So I didn't realize this at the time, but I didn't have business going out doing all those other things I was trying to do. This is my seed he's given me. And when you get in alignment with that seed that he's planted inside of you, he blows on it. He blesses it, which we're going to get into in a minute. So number one was make sure you're in his will. Write that down. Make sure you're in alignment with them. Get yourself right. Do whatever it is you got to be doing. Someone says you're so amazing, encouraging me. Thank you, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So get in this will. Get in alignment. Number two, take a moment to pause and look at, God, what is it that you put in my hands? 
I'm trying to tell you all, when you figure that out and you get in alignment with what he puts you here for, baby, the earth has to yield and give you everything that belongs to you. My God, the earth has to yield, has to yield. You may say, but see, but where am I going to get the money from? But how is this going? Baby, it's attracted to you. There's plenty of money out there, believe it or not, in the world. It becomes attracted to you because of who you've become. Now, I know that's a mouthful. <laughs> um, for those who are inside of my necessary retreat, you already know what I'm talking about. Because the first three weeks we talk about, um, what is the topic for those who are in my program? The first three weeks we talk heavily about um, who are you? That's the whole first three weeks is just, you got to know who you are and who's this person you're becoming. Because as you become, as you become, it, it, it's almost as if the world and things begin to attract to you. Read Isaiah 60 and Isaiah 61. I'm not going to have time to go through it with you all, but read about the favor of the Lord and what happens when you walk in alignment with him. Read about how he talks about nations will be drawn to you, how kings will be drawn to your rising. You know, how people from all over the world would bring their riches forth to you, how the, the ships will come in from afar and bring riches and honor to you. This is the, this is this in the Bible. This is the Lord, the, the Lord's favor. When you walk in that alignment, it, it attracts itself to you because it has to line up. So many times we're just not in that alignment because we're out here doing this and we're doing that. And it doesn't mean you're doing anything bad, baby. But when you tap into what, what God has built you and put you here for. <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> when you tap into that you will see that God makes the provisions along the way it's no different with podcasting and the only reason I keep bringing that up is because I couldn't even tell you exactly how God grew the platform to such uh, the numbers that he's done I when I'm doing things like this this is not work this is not work for me at all this is just who I naturally am I naturally care about people I naturally really, really, really love people and want to help people. I naturally love God, right? So I'm just walking in alignment. God, what is it you've given me? Hmm, you've given me the, 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 the um, I'm trying to think of the right word, the gift of encouragement. You get my point? So the first one is get yourself right. Make sure you're walking in alignment. The second one is take a moment, pause, you know, look at what's in your hands. You know, look at, look at what he's um, given you. Then the third thing is, I'm trying to remember because I went over this earlier, um, but the third thing is, is making sure oh, that there's a, a biblical principle that you're following. Now, that's when I know I'm going to lose some of you because some of you are going to be like, well, is prayer a gift? Oh, yes, baby, Blanca. Yes, 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 it is. Yes. So uh, having a biblical principle that you're following. Now, that may throw some of you all, but I'm really, if you listen to me, listen. I'm really giving you some serious secrets and wisdom that would change everything. Make sure that there's a biblical principle or, or biblical, I almost want to use the word law, but a principle that you're following. So for me, for example, I'm going to use mine. You know, if anyone's following my podcast, you already know what mine is. When I look at Isaiah 61, I wasn't planning on turning there still because I've been talking a while. When I go to Isaiah 61, and for example, it could be any biblical principle, you know, it could be, you know, a, a biblical principle on, um, you know, giving. There's passages that talks about, you know, to the person that gives, um, how more will be given to them, pressed down, shaken together and running over. I like Isaiah 61 for my life 
in Isaiah 61, you don't even have to turn there, but for me, Isaiah, well, Isaiah 60 and 61, but Isaiah 61 talks about the year of the Lord's favor. I remember when I read this verse and I remember it did something in my spirit and I'm like, oh, that's me. So you want to find, find your pattern. I did a lesson, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I can't remember because I've been speaking quite a bit and I've got another engagement coming up, um, but about, about um, the, the, the biblical patterns in the Bible. So find the pattern so you know what flow you're in. And so for me, it's Isaiah 61 because Isaiah 61 talks about the year of the Lord's favor. And Isaiah 61 talks about the spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And it goes on down to say to comfort those who mourn instead of ashes, the oil of gladness, instead of mourning a garment of praise. And it just goes on and on and on. Well, that defines my life because I love encouraging people. And how can I comfort you with mourning if I've not mourned? So every passage in that relates directly to me. But hold on, I'm not done because I, I didn't forget the topic. I understand we're talking finances in case you think I've lost it. I didn't forget the topic. Go on down a little bit more. Now let's look at that biblical pattern. Let's look at that. Let's look at the pattern and let's look at the principle. What becomes of the person who is this or who does this? That's how you got to train yourself. So what becomes of that? Well, let's read down a little bit further. Let's see in verse six, and you will be called priest of the Lord. Well, that's interesting. You will be named ministers of our God. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I don't have a ministry title, but okay. You will feed on the wealth of nations. Hmm. I thought God had nothing to do with prosperity. I thought it was wrong to be even looking for any kind of wealth or, 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 or anything like that. You will feed on the wealth of nations. And in their riches, you will boast instead of their shame. My people will receive a double portion. And he goes on down to talk about uh, all the people who see them will acknowledge that they've been blessed. I mean, there's just passage after passage that talks about how you're going to get a double portion and how God is going to greatly bless you. And I love the last line in here. The very last line says, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. What do you mean he's going to make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations? How are you going to bless me with, you know, riches and honor and, 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 and influence? And how is it that you're going to make righteous and praise spring up before all nations? And so you sit with him and you're like, God, let me just, let me, let me stay in this biblical, this pattern you've got me in. Let, let me focus on being in alignment with you and let, let me find what in the Bible relates to me. And if you go back one chapter, I know I'm going too far into this, but I just got to get this part out. If you go one, back one chapter and go to Isaiah 60, I mean, that one really gets down. That, that's the one that really talks about arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises up on you. It goes on to talk about um, see darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. Is that not what's happening now? But the Lord rises up on you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. I'm like, whoa, what? Now, for those of you who may not know the backdrop of that, they had messed up a lot. <laughs> they finally repented. They finally start going through restoration and doing what the heck they were supposed to be doing. And now this is the this is the latter part of that. What happens? 
So you get my point. I didn't want to go too deep into that. But my point is you want to find what is it that's relating to you? Because this passage is just, I, I love verse five. Then they would look, then, then, then you would look and be radiant and your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth of the seas will be brought to you. To you, the riches of the nations will come. What? And it just goes on to talk about in verse 11, your gates will always stand open. They will never be shut day or night so that men may bring you the wealth of the nations. What? Do you guys get what I'm saying? I thought that that wasn't important to God, that he didn't have nothing to do with that. Let's go on a little bit more. I'm still talking about finances. I'm trying to help maybe only one person to get this and I'll be okay if just one get it. Baby, when you can line yourself up, what do we talked about? Being in alignment, making sure you're in his will, repenting, doing whatever you need to do to get yourself right. Two, taking the moment to pause and look at what did God put in my hand? What did he give me? Three, now you're finding what in the Bible relates to me. Find you in the Bible, baby. Find your story. What story is yours? Is it David? Is it Ruth? Is it who? Who? Is it, you know, uh, Deborah? Is it Esther? Is it who? 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 Find your story and stay in alignment with that. And I'm telling you, as God is my witness, as God is my witness, the same pattern flows. The same pattern. I didn't go out there trying to find podcast subscribers and people coming to my social media channel. I don't even like social media. And anybody that knows me knows that I barely, maybe once or twice a year, will post anything on social media, right? But spending that time with God, walking in alignment, doing what he's telling me to do, checking out the gifts, looking at the gifts that he's put in my hand, what's in my household. And this is when I was broke down and didn't have nothing, by the way, just to be very clear. I think I had about 100, 200 bucks to my name, right? Right? But now I've found what relates to me. Let me stay in this pattern because I like the way this pattern is ending. I like what I see in this. And all of a sudden it's talking about nations will, you know, kings will come to your rising. Nations will be drawn to you. You know, riches from all over the world will be attracted to you. You get my point? And I'm just sitting with him and I'm doing what he's telling me to do. And even though it doesn't make sense, I'm walking in that alignment. Even though I'm hurting, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm working on my mindset. Of course, I'm working, I'm reading books. You don't just sit and just be in one room praying all day, every day. You still got to do something. That's just a given, right? Educate yourself, get a coach, get a mentor. You don't have to join my program. Get in the program you feel you like. You got to do all of that to sharpen yourself for, for, for um, personal and professional development. But I'm talking about being in that alignment. And then God just begins to show up and show out because he can't lie. And he began to make moves. And, and, and sometimes I'm just in awe, like, what are you doing? How is it that people all over the world are listening to, what are you? And he just blows. It's almost as if he sends his angels out because you're, you're walking in that, in that alignment. Let's look at Psalm chapter one. I'm going to go to this one. Still didn't forget we're talking about finances. Don't think I did because all of this lines up. In Psalm chapter one, I love that just the first couple of verses. You guys can turn to it. Psalm one. Uh, verse one, two, three. Let me read a few comments before I, um, uh, someone said their story is Joe. What's the name of your podcast? My podcast is Unlocking Greatness uh, with Zendra Glass, baby. Someone says, gosh, your book is so good. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, baby. Uh, for, for some of you guys don't know what she's referring to, my book Necessary. Thank you, baby. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Uh, let me see what are some of the comments here. I'm trying to read them all. Someone is saying this is so good. I hope my feed didn't end on this one. Um, uh, someone says uh, you need to see all of this. It is life changing. Okay, that's good, good, good. So someone says, hi, I'm from Florida. Hey, baby, welcome, welcome, welcome. So let's look at Psalm, Yvette already went ahead of me. She ready to read it now. <laughs> Come on, Yvette. Okay, Psalms 1, verse 1 through 3. Oh, I love this. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. Now listen to verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Now, this is another principle. Remember I told you, I said, when I say find a pattern, find a principle, I don't care which one you find. Find one and stick to it and watch what happens. Gosh, I pray that one person gets that, especially somebody that's going through some things, especially even financially. Mm, mm, mm. My God. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Okay, so... What becomes of this man who doesn't walk in the way of the wicked and sit in the seat of sinners? In other words, he's he trying to do what's right, right? What becomes of this man who takes delight in the law of the Lord day and night? What becomes of that person? And let's see if God is going to be truthful about this. Let's just see. Well, let's see what becomes. Verse three, he is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season. I wish I had time to stop and read a chapter from you in my book about um, the different seasons, because sometimes baby, you can be going through a pruning season. I'm not gonna even get into that. Pruning season is a good thing when God's cutting away at what no longer is needed, but let me just keep reading. He's like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. Now that's a mouthful. Some of you may temp be tempted like, I don't, I don't know if I can believe that. Whatever he does prospers. How is that possible? How is that possible? I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to listen to some of your comments. How is it possible that such a bold statement can be made? Whatever he does prosper. Don't we all fail and mess up all the time? <laughs> Whatever he does prospers. They're talking about this man that meditates, or woman, I should say, meditates on the law of the Lord day and night, day and night. That don't mean you got to sit in a room and read your Bible all day, just to be clear. Meditating on it. Your, your goal and your desire is I got to walk in alignment with you. What do you want me doing, God? Let me walk in alignment. What do you want? Meditating on it. You know, in my, in my case, even through the night, I do that. But meditating on his law. What becomes of this person? who's not sitting in the seat of sinners or and, and how, what does it say? Who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. In other words, they ain't doing nothing wicked <laughs> or sit in the way of sinners. In other words, you're not out there doing all wrong. Like, you know, we can't all, we can all be doing, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law, he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water. Let's stop there. A tree planted by streams of water. Now we all know drought seasons come. But what happens when a tree is planted by streams of water, even if the season is drought, if it's a drought season? Someone says, when you're about God's business, he will always be about yours. Come on, baby. Come on. I want to see someone else. So someone says, my heart is in alignment. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. 
anyone else. Um, gets plenty fed. Thank you, Shavante. Yes, yes. He's like a tree planted by streams of water. That's so interesting. Because we all know the economy goes up and down. We all know sometimes we lose our jobs, right? We all know all types of things happen that have the most people worry. But if you look at this principle, he's saying he's like a tree planted by streams of water. That's interesting. Which yields its fruit in season. Now, does that mean that you're going to be yielding fruit all the time, every time? No. In season, at the right time, you are yielding that fruit. And I love this next verse. And whose leaf does not wither. I thought all leaves wither. How is it possible the leaves don't wither? Because we all know when the leaves wither, right? They're, they're, they're dying. When the leaves wither, right? He says, and whose leaf does not wither. And then he says, whatever he does prospers. How is that possible? So you get an alignment. So I told you I was giving you four points. Point number one, uh, you guys got to help me out because <laughs> it's getting late and I hope I didn't forget them. Point number one, um, when, we're, when we're dealing with finances, making sure that you're in the will of God. I don't have it written down, by the way. I just have my Bible in my lap. This is going from my heart. Uh, making sure that you're in the will of God. Point number two, make sure you take that time to sit and look as we discuss Second Kings 4 for those who are just joining us. What is in my hand? What did he give me? Point number three, what is the biblical principle that I'm following? Where can I find me in, 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 in this big old book? Where's my story? You know, now mine is clearly Isaiah 60 and Isaiah 61, especially Isaiah 61, right? My story is just so clear to me. Nobody can convince me otherwise. And God's already showed up and showed out in my life and shown me I'm, I'm, I'm going to do what I told you I would do, right? So my story is very clear, you know, because I love giving hope to the brokenhearted. And I've done it for years. And as many of you know, don't ask for a dime from anybody. Right. And the only reason even in my mentorship group or, or my community group that's being formed now that there's any kind of a charge is because it costs a whole lot of money to run that thing. I'm talking a staff, an app, like a whole team to, to make, sh make sure that everybody gets uh, well taken care of. By the way, let me pause a second. If you guys ever get a message from anyone asking for seed money or donations, pretending to be me, having my face on, on the screen, using my name, please report those pages. Um, because especially on TikTok, there's some people going around using my, my name, my image, everything, and messaging people directly, asking for money and donations to pray for them and stuff. You guys know I don't do mess like that. So please always report those pages if that should happen. So anyway, back to what I was saying. We went through the first three things, making sure that you're in his will, making sure you take some time to pause and really examine, you know, what's in your hand, making sure that you, you take some time to find your story, you know, the biblical principle you're following. That's probably one of the, well, all of them are important. That's a really important one that you shouldn't skip over. Because when you follow that pattern, when you follow what, what your story in here, I'm telling you, God knows I'm telling you the truth, baby. That story will play out in your life if you're following that pattern that you found. And what's the fourth thing you got to do, right? I'm walking in the wheel. I figured out, you know, what my talent is. I found my story. At least I think I did, right? Right? Fourth thing is you got to get out there and, and do it. You, you, may, you may get a little uncomfortable, but you got you to make a move. You got to make a move. You got to get out there and do it. That story in Matthew 25 about the parable of the talents, I'm not going to turn there and read it. But it's a really, really good story to really take some time to just really think about the parable of the talents. He gave somebody five, somebody two, somebody one. And that person that he gave one talent to didn't do anything with it. 
he went and, and uh, buried, uh, hang on a second here, let me dismiss, because I had a quiet mode that was on. He went out there and buried his talent. And he buried it because why? I want to see, see who knows that story. Why did the guy in the parable of the talents go out and bury his talent? And thank you all for the gifts, baby. I see them coming in. Thank you so much. Why did he bury his talent? Person that was just given one. Why did he bury his talent? What, what, what did, you guys are going to make me turn and read it now. There you go. Come on, Lady K. He was afraid. He was afraid. Somebody says saving it. Yeah, because he wanted to save it. Someone says fear. He was scared. Yeah, yeah. And we don't have to read any further in there to see what was the response. And that was Jesus telling that story. <laughs> so you can't get mad at me when you look at that story. You can't get mad at me at all. That was Jesus telling that story. You know, he was afraid. You got to get out there and do what he told you to do. And guess what? It's going to be uncomfortable. I've made uncomfortable moves, baby. Please don't think I haven't. You know, I, I work out here in corporate. I've been in corporate most of my life. You know, many of you all know um, um, uh, my story, but God has me all over the Internet and all on podcasts, sharing my life, talking about some of my, my hidden sins, talking about all the things I've gone through. Do you not know that that does not line up with corporate? You don't do stuff like that. I do presentations for a living, <laughs> you know, I, you, you don't do stuff like that. But that's what God told me to do. And I didn't even see, like, where, where are you taking this? But God just, I, I, God is like, all the things I've had you go through, baby. There's so many people out there that need to know that you fought for a relationship with me. You fought through the abuse you went through when you were young. If you guys read my book, you already know what I'm talking about. You fought through all those years of poverty. You fought through losing your son. You fought through losing so many people. You fought through betrayals. I need for you to go out there and just speak my word to, to my people. And imagine me sitting there like, but God, I don't do social media. People are so harsh out there. This don't match up with my career. You get my point? But I had, I had to walk in alignment with what he told me to do and with my, my story in the Bible. Now, let me bring it all the way back to finances. Because a few of you may still be thinking, but see, I thought this talk was going to be about finances. This entire talk was about finances, baby. That's your secret. That's your secret. That's how those doors are open. Now, I believe in the power of prayer and all of that. I just did a live the other day. I was asked to speak at an event. To, to um, I did a whole message on the power of prayer. I'm actually speaking at another event this week. I'll invite you guys into it when I go live, right? So I believe in all of that. Very, very, very important. But you still got to do what he's telling you to do when he's speaking to you. Now, I may read just a little bit uh, really quickly from my book, Necessary, to you guys. Um, I may read a little bit from one of these chapters to encourage you. Um, really quickly, just so you all know, in my bio, there should be a wait list where you can just join a wait list. You can join that wait list because I'm going to be completely opening up. I shouldn't say completely, but I'm going to be opening up my uh, mentorship program to include another level for um, everyone. Now, this is going to be a surprise. This is going to be a surprise for a lot of people, especially those who have been waiting. So many people want to get into the necessary retreat, which is based on my book. It's a whole 12-week program. God has been working in me. I don't want to go through details right now, but working through me tremendously, putting in my heart, this needs to be open up a lot more for more people to come in. So I'm making a, some major, major, major changes, maybe as early as tomorrow. And you'll be the first to get an email and to learn a little bit more about it. But let me just say, it's going to be far, far, far more easier for you to get into it so I can spend more time with you and you can be able to walk through the retreat and be a part of some of the other sessions and things we do. So um, get on that wait list. Um, just make sure you go there and just 
get on the wait list and when I send emails out you'll get an email but let me see some of your comments before I get off of here um, she said I want to get in yes just go there and get on the wait list baby and we're going to be sending out some emails hopefully tomorrow or the next day um, any any comments you all uh, have in here on what we just talked about Valerie said this teaching is so powerful thank you baby Teresa said fear I've been there um, uh, is it Denise um, said uh, felt it wasn't worth I'm not sure what the message is I, you have to type a little bit more in there so I know what you're saying um, Charlize says your message are always on time thank you so much baby I'm praying that you guys are encouraged um, for those who are just joining this will be saved on my um, Facebook Instagram I believe saves it TikTok doesn't um, it'll be saved on my YouTube so this whole thing will be saved but we just went over we just did a whole talk on finances and how God um, feels about prosperity and about blessing us and again that's a sensitive topic we normally don't talk about because we don't want to be put in that category of being worldly but hopefully from the passages that we just went through you guys have been greatly encouraged uh, Lenore saying thank you so much for your blessings thank you baby thank you thank you thank you um, 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 Sariva uh, says you've been a blessing when I come across your 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 um, your lives. Uh, someone says I just joined the wait list with a long comment in the comment section. I'll make sure I read your comment tonight, baby, as soon as I'm done with the live. Vaughn says this is really good. Um, Latasha says I really needed to hear this. I'm so encouraged by that. Oh. I want you guys to be aware uh, that I have not even introduced this to anybody, but you'll notice in my um, in my link um, for those of you who are aware that um, I started years ago um, a whole collection about being unbreakable. And I'm going to be doing a, talking quite a bit about that. Um, this is one of the areas where I was uh, I'm just being honest, afraid to release out there what God had placed in me to do. And I finally I'm listening to him and I'm like, God, I'm going to do what you're telling me to do. I got my trademark and everything taken care of. And I finally released my unbreakable collection. So when you do go to my bio, uh, you'll see that the collection is now released um, and it's uh, stainless steel unbreakable line. And it's meant to remind you at all times that you're unbreakable. You are unbreakable and you're unbreakable because you rely on the strength of God. So uh, please share that with everybody else and let everyone else know that the collection has finally uh, been re-released and um, I pray you guys are blessed. So Dina said, congratulations. Thank you, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Jasmine said, I'm praying that the Lord will bless my finances. Yes, we just went through a whole lot on this. We really did. So make sure you read that through. Um, I love you all the way from Zimbabwe. See, that's what I'm talking about. That, that's absolutely amazing that all the way in Zimbabwe that this is being, um, that this is being seen. Thank you, baby. Someone says, where do I sign up? In my bio, there's just a link that um, uh, that just says join waitlist. Um, or you can just go directly to my website at Zenja Glass. And as soon as you go to Zenja Glass, um, just go to the Contact Us page and just click on that drop down and click join waitlist. We're going to be emailing a lot of people tomorrow. This is a really, really, really big move for me. Really, really big move to open up this program to get it to um, a, a much, much, much lower cost for it so that most people can afford to get into the retreat. Um, but I got to walk in alignment. Uh, God put a message in my heart that he meant for this to be out there for the world to know. And I can't um, and I, I need to trust that he's going to take care of me and I need to trust that he's going to bless it uh, so that I'm not in a negative. Uh, but anyway, so I'm just doing what he's telling me to do. And I pray you guys are blessed. Someone says, love you from Dubai. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Someone says, is it I'm in the UK and it's, it's 307 um, and I'm listening. Oh, my God, baby. I'm so encouraged by that. Let me read just a little passage from my book necessary really quickly. Um, I'm going to um, uh, 
pick through here and see what I think would be a good oh I think this is good I don't think I've read from the chapter called is it mine so if you guys have um, the book, my book necessary yeah I don't think I've read from this one oh yeah this is a good one so chapter 8 let's read a little bit um, before I close out I'm gonna read the affirmation um, from chapter 8 um, for those of you who know who don't know anything about necessary each chapter starts with an affirmation and then it goes through a story a transformative story and then it ends with recommended readings and it ends with some self-reflective questions so for right now I'm just gonna read a little bit from is it mine I think this may encourage someone so chapter 8 affirmation is it mine is it mine God said it's mine so I shall have it and what he reveals in the spirit must manifest in the physical how can I be so certain of these promises I cannot see how can I walk with confidence knowing that it will come to be because he has never lied and he never will when he tells me it is mine I shall have it nothing will keep me from holding in my hands what has been given to me by my father when God says it is mine I shall have it indeed that's just the um, the affirmation so let me go ahead and read a little bit in here uh, I'm just gonna read just a little bit uh, I may skip around a little bit I'm reading chapter 8 is it mine when God says it is yours it is yours period the question is are you then willing to go and get it one of the most important spiritual revelations I've learned is to capture in the spirit what belongs to me before I attempt to get it in the physical it took me nearly 30 years of reading and studying my Bible before I understood that everything must be attained in the spirit before it is manifested in the physical I had no idea that the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms were a real force and there's a real battle that we all must be aware of. That's Ephesians 6.12. Someone put that in the comment. Ephesians 6.12. And I certainly had no idea that as children of the Most High God, we can join him in the spirit and walk in the dominion, power, and authority God gave us. That's Genesis 1.26. Someone put that down in the comments. Psalm 8, 6 through 8. You all put those comments in there. And Revelations 1.6 and command the earth to yield what God says is ours. Not only that, but we can stand in authority and force spiritual wickedness in high places to flee. Some of you all may not have known that. That's James 4, 7. Someone put that passage in. And submit to the word of God concerning our lives, his purpose for us, his provisions, his protection, and more. I know that may be a bit heavy to digest at one time, but I would be doing a great disservice to God if I left this important chapter out of this book because this revelation has changed my entire life. I posted four video podcast episodes on this called Get It Before You Get It. And you, you guys can, can uh, find that even on my YouTube or even inside of the retreat if you end up getting in there. These four processes I tend to go through before I make any major commitments to achieving something of great magnitude. I've learned this from simply studying the uh, Bible principles as I became aware that this was the process God continued to walk me through. So now I'm going to walk through these processes. The first one is before I attempt to attain anything in the physical, I first must be reminded of who God says I am. Secondly, I have to know if it's the Lord's will for me to have what I'm requesting uh, or what he's shown me. Third, I have to actually become the person who has already received it. 
And lastly, I have to take action to get or receive what God has shown me as mine. Now, I know I'm throwing a lot at you guys as I'm wrapping this up, and this is a very long chapter, but I just very quickly walk you through the four stages that, that you go through. You may not even realize you go through these, but these are the stages you go through before you get anything. So for example, I announced to you all, you know, about this whole new change I'm making with my community program. And, you know, I told you how to go to the bio and click on join the wait list, right? I didn't just come up with that. You don't know this. You guys don't know. But I have for weeks and weeks and weeks been in the spirit with God on this, getting his vision, seeing what he wants. What do you want with this? How do you how do you want this to be? He's finally revealing to me. Here's what you got to do. Now, it's taking it's challenging me. It really is challenging me. It's challenged my faith, especially with what he told me to do and how to do it. And you guys will find out when 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 we email you. Right. Really challenging me like God. I don't even know how I'll be profitable doing it this way. Like I can't be in a net and what God has shown me, but you had to get it in the spirit first. So I said, before I attempt to attain anything in the physical, I first must be reminded of who God says I am. If you don't know who you are, baby, someone says, where can I get your book? It's on Amazon, baby. And actually I just put, um, I just got uh, maybe a hundred or so copies that I'm um, selling directly through my website and they're autographed. So all of my copies, if you order directly through my site, they're all autographed. And um, if you go to my bio, the links in my bio, you'll see there's an option there to order the autograph book. So if you order that way, um, it'll actually be autographed and um, I can ship it out two years earliest tomorrow. Um, but anyway, uh, so you first must get I first must be reminded of who God says I am. Then the second thing is I got to know if it's the Lord's will for me to have it. The third thing is I got to become the person that's already received it. Now, many of you that are already a part of the retreat, you already know we talked about that the first three weeks. You got to become it first. I'm going to pause there for a moment before I end this slide. If you don't become the person that's already received what it is that you're trying to go out there and get, Baby, you can go out there and focus on trying to get something in your hands, trying to get this little bit of money, right? Or whatever it is you're trying to get. And all it's going to do is find its way away from you. You know why? Because it's got to match who you are. I know I lost a lot of people with that before I closed this out. I know I did. But for the few people that may get this, that's a powerful ending to what we just talked about. You first have to become. You first have to become that person. Become that person. Now, that's a whole lot of mindset training, a whole lot of praying, a whole lot of become that person first, because when you become that person, you're going to be feeling some kind of way about this new person you've become. You're going to go out there and do new things. It's going to affect your actions and behaviors. Right. And that's going to in turn affect your results. Now, I know I just turned this into a mentorship session just that quick because I wasn't planning on even talking about this. But you have to become it first. If you do not focus on who the heck you are. And you run yourself out there. I almost said your butt, like I, like I talked to my four, my adult kids. You run your butt out there because you ain't got time to pray. You don't have time to be trying to find some biblical story that relate to you, right? And you got bills to pay and things to do. And you just out there just trying to figure it out and running and grabbing at everything. Anything you get just leaves you if it doesn't match who you are. Who you are, baby, attracts that. Does that make sense? Thank you all for the gifts, baby. It, it attracts that. That's why I spend so much time with you all on figuring out who you are. Who does God say you are? What are some stories in the Bible we can look at? What are some things we need to work on so that we can become that version of ourselves? And then guess what? When you become that, God has shown you it's yours. First of all, you know who you are. God has shown you this is for you. Now you're working on you, you know, 
whether you're getting mentoring or coaching or whatever you're going to do, because many people need help to some degree, but now you're working on you. Guess what? Listen to me carefully. And this is probably the last thing I say on this. Going out there and actually getting the thing, whatever that thing is for you, baby, that's actually the easy part. I'm going to say that again. Because some of you guys are probably like, I don't even get what this lady's talking about. So I'm going to say it again. I'm giving you a, a whole summation of what you'll learn even in the first week of, of, of my retreat program, um, which, by the way, like I said, there's a wait list because I'm, I'm changing a lot of prices and things up to make it more affordable. But listen to me. If you focus on God, who really am I before you? Because I just don't know. You got to show me who you are. Who am I? Am I really an heir of God? And I'm quoting Romans 8, 17, by the way. Am I really a priest and king? And I'm, I'm quoting Revelations 1, 6, Revelations 5, 10. Did you really give me authority and dominion and power? I'm quoting Genesis 1, 26. I'm just talking to you. God, did you really do that? Find out who you are. Ask that help me. Get that right. Then it goes to what we were talking about. What's in your hands? What talent did he give you? What did he plant inside of you that's just that's for you to do? Now, we've just spent the last 40 minutes talking about that. For those who are just joining, go back and read 2 Kings. I think it was chapter 4. Because sometimes you feel like it's nothing. And I think there was a baby over here that had said that he didn't feel like he had talent. Right? What is it that you've given me? So, who am I, God? What is it that you've given me? Is it really mine? And I just read from my book, uh, the, the chapter on, is it mine? Is it really for me? It is? Okay. I gotta focus on becoming that person because I don't feel like that. I, I don't I don't I don't feel like a warrior God. I don't feel like I can really go out there and do this big dream you put into me because nothing's worked in the past. I don't even know where the funds are gonna come from. People gonna talk about me like I don't feel it. So that's where that's where the importance of um prayer, spiritual warfare. I wish I had more time with you guys. Read Ephesians 6, that whole chapter on spiritual warfare. Getting yourself into a good community, which is why I'm opening up my community now, by the way. But getting yourself into a really good supportive community, good mentorship, coaching, whatever it is. And even if you just want to go on YouTube all day and just look at a lot of mindset videos, you got to become. Now, once you get those three things in order, which is in alignment with the first four things I just taught you, once you get that in order, Baby, when you, when you attempt to go out there and get in the physical, that's the easiest part. And the problem is most people don't get what I just said. Most people focus on this, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get this. And they don't focus on becoming it first, become it. And then going out there and picking it up. All you're doing at that point, if you do those three things first, all you're doing at that point is just going out and getting what's already been given to you in the spirit that's the secret in my personal and humble opinion and I'm a living testimony that's the secret to prosperity that's the secret and I'm not talking about prosperity in terms of just money just to be clear especially if people are just joining me and they don't know what I'm talking about right that's the secret because prosperity is more than just getting some coins in your hand Prosperity is having that peace. Prosperity is walking in that alignment. Prosperity is knowing that God's pleased with your life. Prosperity is you get to be a blessing to other people. Prosperity is you get to give. Prosperity is sharing your life with others and, and encouraging others. Because we all know well, none of us are going to be here forever, you guys. We're only here for a little bit. Go over there and read Ecclesiastes chapter 9. 
or, or I think it was chapter 11, chapter 9 and chapter 11. That'll be the last thing I go through. I keep saying that'll be the last thing, and yet I keep talking. Um, but go read Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10. So, and I look at this passage all the time because when I, um, whenever I go to my son's grave site, um, you know, and his site is up to his grave, literally, the cemetery is literally just blocks away from my house. <clears throat> whenever I go to his grave site, I can't even tell you how many times I think about this passage because it reminds me of how short life is. I know it feels like we're going to be here forever, you guys. I know it feels like it, but we really are not here forever. We're only here for a little bit of time. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10 says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For in the grave where you are going, there is neither working nor planning nor knowledge nor wisdom. My God, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For in the grave where you're going, there is neither working nor planning nor knowledge, nor wisdom, nor wisdom. You guys, we all are going to be gone one day. I'm well into my 50s, right? I have four adult kids. Well, you know, one of my, one of my children is no longer with us. But four adult kids. We're only here for just a little bit. You don't have time to be afraid. I know I went left field. Okay. You don't have time to be afraid. You don't have time to be distracted. That's a big one. You don't have time for all that. You don't have time. For in the grave where you're going, you can't do all this stuff. And so who cares if somebody's going to talk about you? Get your social media channel up. Get your podcast going. Write your book. Who cares? My mother used to teach me before she passed away. She used to say, baby, people are going to talk about when you're alive and they're going to talk about you when you're dead and gone. You think they don't talk about me? I know I went left field, you guys, but I'm just, I'm just talking to you at this point because y'all family at this point. You think they don't talk about me? You think they don't talk about my Afro? You know? You guys don't see the messages I get. I get messages. Now, most of all my messages are positive, to be honest, but I get messages from you're not a minister. You shouldn't be preaching and talking about the word of God. I'm not preaching. I'm just sharing my life. Right. I get messages. Won't you do something with your hair? <laughs> you know, you do. And don't let me be on here with my scarf on because you guys know sometimes late at night when God really put a message on my heart. And I'm like, God, I want to go to bed. And he's like, no, you got to tell this to my babies. And I'm with a scarf on in the middle of the night, putting something out there that that in many cases touches people's hearts. Because you guys don't see the messages I get from people saying, you don't understand what I was just about to do to myself. And you don't understand how you helped me through. But the part you guys don't see is the messages I get from some people saying, why are you on there with a scarf on your head? You need to be fixing your hair up. You know, I get messages. You need to be, why don't you put on a little lipstick? You know, I get that. I get it. But in the grace, but the, here's the part they don't see. My son's cemetery is just a few blocks away. And I know that at some point I'm going to be there. So in the grave where you're going, there's no more working and planning and knowledge and all of this and that. So you don't have time to be afraid. You don't have time to be distracted. Anyway, I don't talk way, I, I, I don't went off subject and came back and off subject and came back. For those of you all who are just joining, there's a link in my bio that says join wait list. Really would love for you guys to go there and join on the wait list because I'm, I'm making some major changes with my uh, mentorship program and my necessary retreat. So many people want to join and was not able to financially. Um, uh, it's a very expensive program to run and especially how I'm doing it. 
but God has uh, put some things in my heart to do and I'm making some major changes so that the vast majority of people, at least I hope and pray, would be able to afford to get into it. And I'm probably gonna make that announcement as early as tomorrow or the next day. So that's in my bio or you can just go to zenjaglass.com and just get on the wait list um, and um, uh, watch and see what's gonna happen. So anyway, let me just see here. Thank you, I'm glad that I was able to join your live. Thank you, baby, it'll be saved, it'll be saved. Um, thank you for that. Uh, it's nobody's business how you look, God made you in his image. Thank you, baby, because I'm just like, my, me dealing with my hair is the last thing that's on my mind when God is putting a message in my heart. Let me read just a few more comments here. Teresa says, Z, you're so wonderful. You make me cry in a good way. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Charlize, you're just now joining us. Um, it'll be saved on my YouTube and on my Instagram and on my Facebook. Um, I need to get my butt off of here. I'm gonna uh, get up here and get to praying. And um, I hope that this all helped you all. Uh, for those who are just joining, we just did a whole, almost an hour talk, if not longer, on finances and on how God sees um, prosperity. And we, we can't be afraid of that topic because I know many times as, um, as Christians, as people who love God, sometimes we're afraid to talk about prosperity because we, make it, we, we think it makes us look worldly. But oh my goodness, all throughout the Bible, God talks about it. So we just went over some pretty amazing principles um, and uh, it'll be recorded. You guys can go back and watch it. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and get off of this live. Thank you all for all the uh, the little gift things I see coming up. Don't think I don't see it, baby. Thank you so much. Uh, Talia says, thank you for sharing your story. This really changed something in me. I'm so happy to hear that, baby. That touches me. As long as I know one person was impacted, then it's worth it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Jack says, I'll, Jackie says, I'll catch the replay. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and I see more people that are just joining. Um, oh, okay. She said she's still been here. Okay, good. So I love you guys. I pray you've been encouraged and, um, I hope to be seeing you guys in, um, the community, this, uh, new community that I'm forming. Another thing I, I want to say real quickly, one of the main reasons why I'm, I'm, I'm telling people to go and get on the wait list, um, uh, to join the, the community, which also is going to give you access into the retreat is, um, it's very difficult more than you think to go on so many platforms. Even though I'm live on a couple of platforms, now there's still other platforms I can't be live on. So what I've done is I'm, I'm bringing people together in one spot. So literally from the touch of one button from my phone, because I actually have an app, a lot of people just don't know that, uh, I'll be able to go live and be able to talk to everybody right inside the platform. Um, so that's why I'm asking people to make sure you get on the wait list, which is in my bio. I love you guys. I love you. Love you. Love you. Last thing I want to say one more time is there are some people going out there pretending to be me. So if you ever get an email, um, um, where they're not really emailing people, they're going through TikTok and some platforms, um, direct messaging people. That's mainly what they're doing. Um, and they're asking for donations and seed money and stuff. I would never do that. So please don't just, um, block those pages, report those pages first, especially on TikTok. There's one person out there, I was using my image, my name, and it looks like it's my name, Z-E-N-J-A-G-L-A-S-S, -S, but he has a period before it. So he has a dot, then it's Zendra Glass. And you'll know it's not me because I don't follow anyone. So you'll, you'll go to and you'll see that, you know, it looks like it's me and it looks like I'm following like 1,500 to 2,000 people. Well, that's not me. I only have one platform on TikTok and one on Instagram and one on YouTube or what have you. So please, if you see that, uh, report those pages and block it because unfortunately they're taking advantage of people, asking for, for, for money, for donations and stuff. And I, um, I just, 
I don't think they realize what they're reaping on them, themselves in the spirit. I won't even go into that. But please, if you see that, please report those pages um, and block them. And uh, hopefully, eventually, TikTok will wake up and do something about it. But anyway, I love you guys. I really got to get going. I pray you guys have been blessed. Um, love you, Ms. Z. Thank you, Yvette. Love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. All right, I'll see you guys later. And uh, just remember, you are unbreakable. You're unbreakable. I love you guys. Bye-bye.